Hello, welcome to Live Reality Games. My name is Steven, and I'm here to talk about Survivor Season 42, Episode 3. This is our second recap of the day. Kirk Carlson hosted an EST, and we are going a little early live for the, the PST. Um, today is a Survivor VC takeover of the recap, and I have with me the one, the only, Lexi. Lexi, how are you doing? I'm fantastic, Steven. How are you? <laughs> Doing well. Lex and I had the opportunity to play with each other in Survivor BC Rock Rain Valley, which is airing now. Uh, though, unfortunately, we never got to be on the same tribe with each other. We did not. <laughs> uh, no, we, we enjoyed a lot of quality time in Ponderosa because we, unfortunately, uh, well, Lexi made merge, but we neither of us, unfortunately, made it to the jury part of the game. We were robbed. We were so robbed. Uh, Lexi, you, you, we both have experience playing on six-person tribes. Do you enjoy being on a six-person tribe? I did. I liked it a lot, actually, because I think it's it can be really overwhelming mm -hmm. to have to get to know a lot of different people. So, I mean, there are downsides, obviously, higher odds of getting booted anytime you have to go to tribal. But I think it helps if you're good at building relationships. I think it's just nice to have smaller groups to work with. Hey, Benjamin, thanks for, thanks for tuning in. We're, I hope, hope you're just as excited as we are to talk about Survivor tonight. Um, so let's, let's just get to the episode. So, I mean, let's, let's start at the top. Where'd you, what, who, have you, who have you enjoyed watching? What's been your favorite tribe? Well, I mean, what was your expectation coming into this episode? Not what happened, I can tell you that. Um, I think I, um, I can never remember tribe names. Um, There's the orange tribe, the green tribe, the blue tribe. The I know, blue tribe right? name is Inca. <laughs> um, Vati has been my favorite tribe from the beginning. Just looking at players, I was like, that's like, like most of my favorites are on that tribe. Um, I did think that um, Taku was probably going to be pretty like physically strong, like challenge wise. Um, I don't know what I expected. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. That's how, I'm like over here, like doing my Google search. Okay, um, I, have, I, have the wiki, I have the wiki up here as well. I'm just like, I kind of remember two of the names. I mean, by the time I'll be familiar with them, we'll be at the merge. I'm like, well, time for a weirdly named merge tribe. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I've, I am a big Omar fan mm -hmm. um, and a big Drea fan. And mm -hmm. um, let's see. And Romeo mm -hmm. and Jenny were probably my top four. I was a big Jenny fan. Um, I <laughs> was very sad this episode ended. You know, let's see. So if I was going through, I would say, so I watched Tori and Sequester when it was airing a yeah. little bit ago. So I have a soft spot for Tori and hope, and hope she does well for that. But like, given what we've seen at Tori and Grant, this is a strange episode because we don't see any of the Blue Tribe. No, no Inca content outside of uh, them drowning. Um, right. But I'm a, I'm I'm a I'm a fan of Tori. Uh, Omar, I, I liked a lot too. I mean, Marianne is infectious. It's hard not to like her, though. I don't know what her longevity in the game will be. Um, and then, you know, I thought Daniel was in a great position, but I guess we'll talk about that as this as we go yeah. on here. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I no longer think that. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not to predict that Tori will win the game. I. I would love to see a Tory victory. That I mean, just given how the game has started, that's wild. I mean, you know, like when people in Survivor Reddit start comparing you to Angelina, you know you're in, you're in a good oh, place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, based on what I've seen so far, I don't I don't know that uh, you're gonna get to see a, a Tory win. But I, I think there are other very deserving players who are playing fantastic games. So yeah. I guess we'll see how it all shakes out. 
So we open up with the orange trap, the Taku trap, coming back from tribal council and just getting a sense of the fallout going on there. And I think one thing that intrigued me is that Marianne is very open about everything. And so everyone knows she has an extra vote now. Yeah, it's. I'm curious to see how that's going to play out. It seems like, I mean, information is power and you lose a lot of power when you share information <laughs> like that. So maybe, maybe it won't hurt her down the road, but I have a feeling that oversharing might be a future issue for her. Well, so in your season of Survivor, our season of Survivor BC, on your tribe of Survivor BC, right? One of your allies, David, finds an extra vote. He tells that, and granted, he took it publicly. Everyone knows he has it, and he, but he shares the knowledge to everyone in your tribe that he has an extra vote. Yeah, but I think that's the difference, right? Is if you find something publicly and everyone knows you have it and you say, nope, I'm not telling you, you're probably going to be public enemy number one. But I think if you share the information at that point, just kind of to dispel any sort of like nervousness amongst mm -hmm. your tribe and like to reassure them, like this is ours, we can use it together. I think there's a big difference between that and having something that you can use for yourself privately and then just going and telling everyone. Like an idol, maybe? Yeah, I, I agree with Snyder. I agree that, like, you know, an extra vote's not a big deal. You're like, hey, let's bring it together. Look, I'm valuable. Let's do something, come merge. But then there's the public idol surge, and then she finds idol. And then, like, uh, Omar's right there watching her. It's like, oh, my gosh. And, like, and she learns, like, oh, this is maybe isn't the great thing I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Yeah. Which, what do you think about, I know we saw it last season, too. What are your thoughts on the, the three-way idol situation? Okay, so I think it's, much like Daniel last episode, I think it's kind of fun uh, to have having this um, th three-way idol that has to be activated and there's kind of some steps involved. I think it's cool that there's more than just like, I found an idol, here it is, and it's a get-out-of-jail-free card. I like that there's some effort put into it. I kind of dislike the beware part of it that you don't know what you're getting into. And man, losing your vote, as we know, can have some massive repercussions. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think I like I like that they're trying something new. Mm -hmm. um, I think twists, if you do the same thing over and over, they do get stale. But it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch people that you're rooting for get just completely unlucky. Um, I mean, because like so, so you're on Survivor and you find advantage. You don't know. And it says beware. And you're just are you going to let it go? I would love to know one person who could let it go. I mean, like, you're a survivor. Kellen in Ghost Island goes to Ghost Island and says, I'm not playing. I'm not risking my vote. And I think she's the only person who's ever said, no, I'm not doing something silly with, with my power right now or tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I. It's hard not to, I think. It's like the potential reward is so tempting. I mean, I guess I'd like to see there be more transparency. So I could say, beware, if you open this, you might lose your vote till March. Right. If, if there was something like that on the packaging, saying like, hey, like, here's the cost. You don't know what's inside. It could be good. But versus people's like, I'm going to open it because these people don't know what's going on. We know, like, don't do it, don't do it. But they have no <laughs> idea what's in store for them. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. So I, I don't, I'm worried for Marianne. I, I don't see, I, I see her, I see with the idol and with the advantage, I feel like the, the, their tribe might be looking at her saying maybe she needs to go. Yeah, I worry the same thing. I almost think if she hadn't, I mean, maybe one or the other, having two advantages in a game, mm -hmm. it's like, I think she could have 
well, she doesn't seem to be very good at flying under the radar, but I think she probably could have done a better job at it if she didn't have advantages. But yeah, it seems like the fact that she's obviously a very likable player and now has some power. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think people would be yeah. stupid not to be looking at her. I'm thinking of Brad from the Green Tribe from last season, right? He he finds the idol. He has this. He has the steel voter extra vote. He has all of these things, and his tribe takes him out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I foresee that happening at some point this season too. Yeah, um, and then we get to the Vati, the Green Tribe, for more idol shenanigans, and we see Daniel need the. I don't know, he crosses T's, dot his eyes, needs to read the, the idle note. And he gets the idle note from Mike, then promptly loses the idle and half the note. And <laughs> I like, I can't fault him because as I was watching that, I was like, that would be me on Survivor <laughs> 1000%. But it was so hard to watch. This is, I was so, I feel like Daniel's gotten a very great edit up until this episode. Like he was so likable. He was funny. He was <laughs> until really he shoots himself in the foot multiple times. <laughs> Yeah, just over and over and over again this episode. It was hard to watch because he's been a favorite for me. Mm-hmm. And he probably still is. But it was like, it was a lot of missteps. This I episode. love the opening exchange with uh, High and Lydia. And I think it's High. It's like, man, like Daniel loses all the stuff. He loses his water bottle. He loses his shoe. He loses his shoulder. Yes, so good. <laughs> he loses immunity idols. I mean, I, when, when, when like Mike says like, where is it? I'm like, well, maybe Mike lost it. But. And then I'm like, well, wait, did Daniel steal it? Is this Daniel's plan around the idol? Like, I was just like, what is going on? The no, no, he just he just lost everything. He's just messy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Is, is Daniel going to be a Rick Devons? I mean, I I, don't, I think Daniel needs a edge of extinction right now, desperately. Yeah. 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 It'll be interesting. I um, mean. I hope that he can recover from this. And it seems like, yeah, I guess we'll get we'll get to that mm-hmm. later. But I hope that he can recover. One thing I thought was interesting is we were clarified because we got this plan from Daniel last episode of like, hey, I don't want these idols activated. Mm-hmm. If I can get Mike to not say these phrases, great. Then no one has idols and I, I'm good. Then he goes and reads notes says, oh, these idols will be activated, merged no matter what. It's just a question of will they be activated early. And I don't think we, I don't think I ever knew that about them. I thought they had to go through this whole three three phrase thing to be activated. I didn't realize they were just automatically in the merge. They're good. Yeah, I guess I thought the same thing that mm-hmm. it it would just be moot. Well, I'm curious. I I guess I I kind of understand his train of thought in not mm-hmm. wanting to vote out Mike if the other idols are going to be activated no matter what. But I'm unclear. I mean, now he seems to have made a, a pretty decent enemy of Mike, and he is gonna let him keep an idol i'm not sure that i follow his train of thought there i don't know either (laughs) (laughs) i mean i get it like you know like hey mike told me the next best thing to having an idol is knowing where the idol is and i mean if the idols active no matter what then it's kind of question we need to blindside mike so we can get the idol but i feel like mike given how much they got rolled in the challenge today being the only like real physical person the tribe has a bit of a um has some has i think people are gonna be very wary getting rid of that yeah fair enough but they voted out well i don't want to spoil anything early yeah all right let's get let's get the challenge aka probes jeff probes drowns two-thirds of the two-thirds of the contestants 
We've never seen that before. <laughs> well, so I don't know what I love most. Was it like Jonathan just single-handedly complete, completing the entire challenge for his team? Was it like, I, I guess because you start the challenge and on the platforms, I don't think I've ever seen the platform bucking up and down so much and, the, and there being such a swell from, from the ocean. I was like, oh, this is unusual. Yeah. Yeah, super unusual, which I'm, again, like, I'm not sure how we've never seen that before, because it's the ocean, like, mm -hmm. I'm sure there have been wavy days on Survivor before, so I don't know how in 41 seasons we've never seen it, but. Or, like, wow. we're, we're simply not the super fans, like, well, you know, in season X, episode Y, <laughs> the following occurred. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. To my recollection, we've never seen it before. There was, I did, I loved, um watching one person just conquer the whole challenge like drowning but my favorite moment i think from that whole challenge is there's like one shot of tori like struggling in the water and just like her face in that moment i feel like just like was that one of the slow-mo shots um i don't think so i think there's was... like there's a lot of gratuitous slow-mo of players drowning i thought yeah there are some good ones it's so yeah that i feel like their faces said it all just like mm. pain and suffering yeah. yes Sider says the, he thinks the person that red flagged the challenge for that reason. Yeah, it was just like, it was just unusual to, is it just like, I enjoy the season. I'm like, wow, everyone's as unathletic as I am. These are my people. Right? Yeah, that's a massive shift from what we've seen before. And maybe that's it. We've just like, previously, it's been a, a whole mm -hmm. cast of Adonises. So mm -hmm. like, they were going to get through it no matter what. And now it's yeah. like, yeah, it's. I will say props to Tori because you can like because you know Mike goes down to retrieve the buoy and stuff for his tribe. Jonathan goes down for the for his tribe, and for Inca, Tori's the one doing all the hard work for her tribe. So I feel like I don't know if it's because like she is an overachiever at heart, or she's like <laughs> I need to prove myself, or she's just in it for the challenge. But she's always there, like really doing a lot of the hard work for her tribe. Definitely putting in effort. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, she is not afraid to put in effort. That's true. Yeah, but like, yeah, Jonathan, so Jonathan carries his tribe to victory, literally. Uh, and then everyone else is, is just drowning at the ladder part. At one point, like, Roxroy almost had his, like, head, like, askew in the ladder. I was like, is this why Jeff Probst calls it off? Because he's like, I, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it uh, it looked like it was going to go downhill. I think they probably were watching, like, at some point, we're just going to start having to go, like, medivac people so they don't drown. So we'll just, like, cut it off early so we actually have a challenge to finish instead of, like, everyone passed out on the beach. Uh, so I feel you, like it's a good call. Do you watch Australian Survivor by any chance? Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Australian Survivor is, like, has these just crazy, brutally difficult challenges and... Uh, and therefore, like, kids of that, everyone like says, like, strength is actually something we need to take into account. U.S. Survivor, I appreciate they don't go as hard, but I do love watching a really hard challenge, like the episode one where no one can get the sled up the hill and everyone's just yeah. dying in the sand. Yeah, it is interesting because it seems like, and maybe my memory just is failing, but it does seem like, I think, and I think a big part of that is just changing the way that they've done casting. But it seems mm -hmm. like we've seen more struggle lately. Mm -hmm. And I do appreciate that because it's like it does. It feels a little bit more real when it's like, yeah, that thing. OK, that thing is heavy. It's like it looks heavy from like where I'm sitting on my couch at home watching it. Mm -hmm. But like it's always looked so easy in the past. And I feel like <laughs> I mean, we see people struggle. We're, we, we are here the armchair quarterback. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and so they reset the challenge, and the, and then what the reset really means like okay, 
who can toss the bags up to the top the fastest at that mm-hmm. point. Yeah. Right. And it, and I think the only inkling I had that I think Inko was going to win is because we hadn't seen any time for them, but I had no idea what was in store the future episode or why <laughs> we we didn't see anything from from, from Inka at all. Um, yeah. Snyder, I've never heard of the Japanese game show Sasuke, but now I want to watch it. If it has harder challenges than than if it has Australian Survivor style difficult challenges, that sounds amazing. It does. It sounds very interesting. Um, yeah, so I don't think there's much else to talk about the challenge. Is there anything that we didn't bring up? I don't think so. Yeah, it was honestly like pretty, aside from everyone almost drowning, like mm-hmm. a pretty uneventful challenge. So let's get to, I don't know what we call it, the journey mechanic, the go play a prisoner's dilemma mechanic, the <laughs> the, 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 the island adventure walkabout that, that's kind of I inconsistent. I don't I don't know what we call this. Yeah, I don't. I like the the names you've thrown out so far. Yeah, the, so so like two players go on a journey, right? And so <laughs> from the losing tribe, we have Chanel go. And this is really kind of the first time we've really got a lot of time with Chanel, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think so. There, there we go. The, the Survivor Summit with nice. the added Princess Lima. So I feel like this is the first time we really got to see Chanel, and Chanel goes with Omar from the um, Orange Tribe, whose name I Taku Tribe. Yeah. <laughs> I was not going to help you there. Um, what was your thought about the summits? I, I mean, I cringed when I saw it happen. I could not, if I, I was watching it and, and we see Omar first, right. And he's like talking through, like he just had this conversation with Chanel where mm-hmm. she basically told him, I cannot take a risk. I cannot risk my vote. Mm-hmm. I need to have my vote. I'm mm-hmm. not going to do anything risky. And so they come to this agreement And Omar logically is like, yeah, okay. Like she's told me point blank, I can't risk my vote. That means I should be guaranteed, take the risk, get the reward. Mm -hmm. And then you flip over to Chanel and I, I do not know what she was thinking. Like if you sit for, (laughs) she's gotta know, like you just told Omar that you're not going to risk your vote. So of course he's going to risk his vote. And even if you weren't sure about that, you know that you need your vote. Like mm-hmm. an extra vote is is a great tool to have. It is not worth potentially, as we see, drawing rocks. D- yeah, or <laughs> just like, changing the course of the game. Like that it, that could have been like the losing move for Chanel. Yeah, because like when she when she goes, because I was thinking like when you. Th- when Shan went, when it's just the three tri- members of her tribe, it's her, Jeannie, and Ricard, and she goes on the journey, and she's with, um, what's her name, Liana, right? And she's mm-hmm. just like, I can't risk my vote. My vote is everything tonight. So she goes, there's three of us, therefore I'm going to pass. And I'm going to basically give Liana the best advantage survivor's ever seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was thinking, like, you know, Chanel's doing this, she recognizes her vote, who wrote, who wrote matters. And you hear, like, no, I'm here to play hard. I'm not going to be scared. I'm not going to back down. It's like, oh. And then she risked it. And he risked it. I'm like, oh, this is such a bad. This is such a problem. Like, because she hinted, like, she basically told him, like, hey, I'm not going to mm-hmm. take it. And, I, I, and it sounds like the players had talked enough. They had an idea of what to expect, too. Yeah. I, I cannot fathom what she was thinking. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. It's like in everything. Everything that goes wrong in this episode stems from this one decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is 
even when I was watching it, I mean, I guess I kind of thought that this this was going to mm-hmm. be the reason that things did not go smoothly at Tribal. But, like, I had no idea it was going to have that much of an impact. And it mm-hmm. did. It was it completely changed the way things played out. Well, this is her bad move, and then we'll talk about Daniel's bad moves later. Um, so... <laughs> Well, back at the um, back at back at the camp with the scrambling, right? I think it's interesting. The Bali tribe is kind of div- divvied up into groups of two, right? Yeah. We have on one side Mike and Jenny, the other side we have Lydia and Hi. In the middle we have Chanel and Daniel, and they seem to want to align more with Mike and Jenny. Mm-hmm. And so I, I guess the idea is, say, hey, the four of us will vote out Lydia, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, Mike doesn't have a vote, so as long as Chanel has a vote, it'll be fine. <laughs> And why would Chanel ever risk her vote? She knows she needs it. Yeah. And so, like, one thing I appreciate about Chanel, she gets, she gets back and she says, like, we have to split the votes. And I'm like, yeah. I'm, at first I'm like, wait, what? And then I realized, like, oh, they're going to orchestrate a fake vote split for the minority to ensure they can 2 on one I was like, that actually I, I liked a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I do. For, for making a horrible move in risking her vote, Chanel did come back and she did everything that she could to salvage it. I, I don't know, Snyder. I think that might be like still too light of a, a depiction of what went down in the Valley Tribe today. I think it's I think it's more of a disaster than drivers drifting into drifting into each other like that. <laughs> um, ah, so yeah, so I like the fake plan, but hi, I liked how like how I was just like, what is going on here? Yeah, High really grew on me this episode. Mm-hmm. I liked him before, but he, yeah, he picked up on it immediately based on what we saw. He was like, something's fishy here. Chanel's coming on too strong. Mm-hmm. And then he followed his gut, and it's mm-hmm. the reason that things went the way that he wanted them to. And the way that he stuck to his plan, too, like start to finish, even when it it got a little dicey at the end there, he, I think he played it perfectly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I... I liked his intuition of just like, you know, this is a very different Chanel from the Chanel I've seen in Grand. Like, I, in some sense, I don't think you know how, how you're going to react until you go to that first travel council and have to experience it. Yeah. I mean, because I guess with Ulula, your original tribe on CRBC was a little weird because you had um, an interesting first boot. But, but imagine the second tribal council, like, okay, this is for real now, because it's not clear cut who's going home or how things are going home. And like, everyone's a little bit at risk at that point. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, obviously, it was not a unanimous tribal council. Mm -hmm. So I think everyone going into it probably knew that they were going to get a lot of information from Mm -hmm. that first tribal um, and really get a a good idea of where everyone stood. And they did. They, they learned a lot. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, like, I think there's a good reason why in season 41 we saw a lot of unanimous votes happening because I think mm-hmm. that's how you want tri- tribes to go before the merge. You don't want to like fracture things needlessly. Yeah. Uh, in the most recent Survivor BC season, we saw one tribe had very straightforward votes. The other tribe was a giant mess and the tribe that was straightforward just kind of ran the game. Yeah. Yeah. If you can stay united like that, it, it takes you so far. So Lexi, imagine you're Chanel, you've weighed your vote, you don't know the results, you know you want to vote one way, but you know there's only four votes going to the tribe. I mean, what do you do when you get, what sh- What do you think Chanel should have done? What do you think Daniel should have done at that time back at camp before hanging the tribal? I think, I think Chanel did everything she could. There was nothing that she could have done aside from trying to get them to split a vote that would have changed mm-hmm. anything. Um, I don't know... 
I she did not tell Mike and Jenny that she might not have a vote, right? I don't think so. I think Daniel's the only one who knew. Yeah, I don't think it would have changed anything mm-hmm. other than I mean, I don't know where Chanel's at now with her tribe. She might have been able to build a little a little bit more trust with more mm-hmm. people if she would have told Mike and Jenny about mm-hmm. her situation. Also, I don't know. I feel like at that point maybe collaborating with everyone they could have come up with something else but yeah because chanel has this confessional she's like you know i've been really working the social game i've set up this great foundation leading up to this point i can direct a vote without even having one All right which is kind of a great confessional if it works if it works but that's i mean that's putting a lot of faith in yourself and and being able to convince people that what you want is best for their game and i think at this point like there are a lot of players who are are pretty, as we saw with High, pretty intuitive, and they know what's best for their game, and they know what's not good for their game. And then it's a lot harder to get manipulated, I think. Yeah, so Snyder says, as a sim racer who's never competed on an LRG, I would be open about not having a vote if I had an alliance and make sure the Voigtman rocks. Yeah, like, I, I think if you feel confident in your alliance and you feel good about things, like, you can kind of do what Mike does. You kind of say, hey, I don't have a vote. Here's what's going on, right? Um, I think, I so, you know, Daniel and Chanel are clearly very smart people. You know, granted, like, our experience in Survivor BC, uh, we weren't on seven days with no food in Fiji, right? And so I don't know what that would do to me at that point. But I feel like you can, you, you can kind of read, like, okay, wait, if we only have four votes and you have no vote and I'm voting and I'm going to have the only vote in the tie, I don't want to go to rocks. You should clearly say, like, hey... If you have a vote, we vote out Lydia. If you don't have a vote, we revote, vote out Jenny. I feel like that's a discussion you would probably, you, you, they, did they have, should they have? They should have had that. They should have had that discussion. So that, I guess that's a good question, Stephen. In that situation, so obviously Chanel's not going to know until she goes up to the booth whether mm-hmm. she has a vote. Mm-hmm. But do you, I mean, if you're Chanel and Daniel, you can also kind of go either way. So maybe they trust Mike and Jenny more, but it, it seemed like, Hi and Lydia also wanted to work with Daniel and Chanel. At that point, do you kind of just say, let's just, we know we could have the numbers if we go this way. Mm-hmm. Let's build yeah. trust with people. Yeah, and- exactly. It's just saying, hey, there's too much risk. Uh, let's just, we just have to let Jenny go and we build trust with Lydia and Hi, and no one knows the wiser. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Snyder says, what if the vote had been one, 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 one? My gosh. The dr- that would have just been a dream, right? That's like Australian Survivor Madness level yeah. of like these kind of split votes, like or, or Survivor Season One. Oh man, yeah. I, I mean, they tie and they all revote. I guess I think like yeah. I know in Survival Survival Challenge, it was like the final ten or eleven, and they had two idols play successfully, so no votes counted, and they were like, "This is like the ever," and so they revoted, and it was another tie, and then they revoted again. Right. And I think they should have gone the like rocks instead, but there was a lot of like, this isn't, this is so weird. This never happens. Yeah. Well, did you, there's like that old survive, I can't remember which season, a season with Suri where um, mm-hmm. they, there was like that whole mess with uh, rocks game changers. Is yeah. That where she goes did. home because she's the only person not immune with an idol or advantage exactly. or immunity and just like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's how it works. It's like, and that's what, that's, that's the kind of stuff you hate to see, I think. Even, I mean, it was hard to watch this episode too. I think it's always hard to see someone go home 
through no fault of their own yeah. because of other people's poor gameplay. Yeah. So, so we have the normal Jeff discussion and I love like, I think it's when Daniel starts, starts inserting his foot in his mouth. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm a paranoid person. And I just need things that make me calm. And just like, what makes you calm? And he's like, well, you know, it's Mike, it's Jenny. It's like my, my mom. And then he, and like, hi, just like, why is he not naming me? You can just kind of see the look in high school. It's like, and, and like, and maybe high like, well, maybe he's trying to make the other side feel good, but like, hi, just kind of like. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just the start of it. It really all goes downhill from there. Because yeah, we get to the vote, it comes out 2 2, and hi just has these confused looks on his face. <laughs> Poor just Hyde. Like, what is going on right now? <laughs> <laughs> he was so didn't didn't he ask Jeff like where are the rest of the vote? So that's at the revote, right? So that's after oh, the okay. second vote. All right, so they go and vote again, and this time like it's like Jenny's not voting, Lydia's not voting, so it's two two. So they vote again, and of course only High and, and Daniel cast a vote. And in this one, I'm thinking like, well, of course Daniel flips, right? But, but no, no, we read the votes, and it's one Lydia, one Jenny, and High. Sh- and that's when High says, "Wait, where are the votes?" <laughs> Oh, that was, yeah, that was I mean, so good. Hi is playing Survivor Season 40. Hi is not, Hi is getting introduced to Survivor Season 42. There's all these things happening you don't know about. It's true, yeah. And even without, I think it's interesting that he had way less information than, like, Daniel and mm-hmm. still managed to play it right. Like mm-hmm. he had no idea that people were missing votes, but he still knew that he should not split his vote, nor yeah. should he trust Chanel. Now, Lexi, you actually have been in a bit of a similar situation as high. If your tri- tribe on BC, that Ulu 2.0, went to tribal, there's likely you could have been a 3-3 split. And likely mm-hmm. you could have deadlocked again on the tie in 2-2. Right? Mm-hmm. I think that's a high likelihood that both tribes stick to original lines. Do you do you draw rocks in the pre-merge? I well, so it depends who it is, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think at that point, I I might have been inclined to go to rocks because in my mind, if you're well, and at, we saw Survivor BC, like I made a lot of misplays and it did not go at I mean, all. Welcome, welcome we to the club. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were going to stay Ula Ula strong to the very end. And mm-hmm. so with that being my mindset, if going to rocks is the the only way to have mm-hmm. any shot at preserving Ula Ula, then mm-hmm. yeah, I, I probably would have done it. Would I go to rocks at the third tribal council of the season? No, let someone go. It doesn't matter who. I don't care yeah, if I yeah. like them. Have you seen Survivor South Africa? No. There are rocks in the third tribal council this season. And it is wow. wild. Someone I, flips I, from the majority to minority and takes them to rocks. You're like, what is happening? Wow. I just cannot think of a scenario where that actually makes sense to do. Uh, Snyder, again, like... Had why I I just can't believe people would want to go to the rocks. I mean, granted, I tried to go to the rocks, but it was a swap situation. I didn't try <laughs> to go to the rocks in my original tribe. Yeah. <laughs> and so we we get we get a deadlock, and this is where I thought it was fascinating. Was Jeff's like reveal if you didn't have a vote, and like Mike sheepishly raises his hand, uh, <laughs> Chanel sheepishly raises her hand, and, and Jeff's like, you don't have a say in the deadlock. It's only people who vote you, and that was new to me. 
Yeah, I did not expect that either. I mean, it makes sense, um, but unexpected. Well, and so what were your thoughts about Daniel's negotiating strategy? Steven, I, so many things that he did just confused me. And that was, was probably the number one. Why throw Chanel under the bus so hard right away? First of all, why can't you own your vote? He immediately turns to Chanel. It's just like, Chanel, tell me how you want me to vote as if she controls his vote. Like, Daniel, why? What are you doing? <laughs> Secondly, Chanel, maybe they're not super tight allies, but like they were working together. Mm-hmm. She gave him information and immediately for no reason, he just throws her under the bus. Like Chanel's not going home, Daniel. You're going to have to talk to her after this tribal council. And you've immediately tossed her under the bus. Like what do you, what I can't figure I, out what he was hoping to accomplish. Uh, first of all, I love how he immediately opens with like, I refuse to go to the rocks and you mm-hmm. immediately seeds all power out of his hands, right? Because the whole point of rocks is saying, like, I'm not going to give in. You have to capitulate to my side or else we're rocking it out, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Yuli says, I'm not going to the rocks and I, and I, I, I have all my cards, right? Like, exactly. Yeah. Well, at that point, you know, you know exactly who's going home. Right. Yeah. And, and it's because, like, and then, like, the whole Chanel thing, like, I, I was so confused. Yeah. I, I have no idea what was going through his head. I mean, because, like, if he just simply said, like, I can't go to the rocks this early. I'm so sorry, Jenny. I really want to work with you, but I can't take the risk on your behalf. I'm capitulating. Jenny's upset, but I think Mike and Chanel understand. Yeah. But, yeah. like, what, uh, I was hoping you had a better idea what was going on with him busting Chanel because I certainly didn't have a good idea what was going on with busting Chanel. The I think the only tra- thing I can think of is if he genuinely wanted to mm-hmm. get permission from Chanel to vote out Jenny, and that was his way of doing it. Terrible way of going about it. But if he really did want to make sure that he respected Chanel's opinion, and so he he just put it out in the open, like, hey, Chanel, if you want me to vote Jenny, I'll vote Jenny. It's a terrible way to go about doing it. But that's the that's the only way that that makes any sense to me at all. Kirk, Kirk Carlson asked, like, why didn't they, especially Jenny, try to get high on their side prior to the tribal, not literally at the last minute, the consensus part of the revote? You know, I, I think we were saying, like, I don't think, we didn't think that uh, Chanel told the rest of her alliance she had no vote. I think only Daniel knew. And so I think if you're Jenny, and you learn Chanel has no vote. You're like, well, shoot, this is how a deadlock. You can Jenny's gonna figure out the deadlock. I think then you kind of go to the other side, and say, hey, we have a problem. Mm-hmm. The problem is Daniel or Chanel. Let's vote them out. <laughs> I think you try to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think if, I think if Jenny and Mike had known that they were in such dire straits because of Chanel, that the game time would have been a little different. Well, and with that being said, maybe it was smart of Chanel then to not share that information with Mike yeah. and Jenny, because I think you're right. The logical next good move would be for Jenny and Mike to go try mm-hmm. to team up with Hi and Lydia and say, all right, let's uh, let's maybe do something else with this. Yeah. And, and so getting back to Daniel, he first seeds all his cards to Hi. He then buses Chanel for strange reasons, trying to pin the blame on her. And Snell's like, whoa, you're your own dude. You're making your own decisions. What's going on here? And I will say that is the second time where I was impressed with Chanel's reaction because her immediate um, response when Daniel kind of like 
tosses her under the bus is like, listen, like, I don't have a vote. Like, this is irrelevant right now. We're, mm-hmm. we're trying to decide if we're going to go to Iraq. She mm-hmm. just like there. Well, she tries to effectively deflect like this is on you. It's your decision. Don't put it on me. And then, of course, Daniel just like keeps pushing and pushing and pushing. But I think she did a really great job of trying to just like, nope, don't. It is not my decision. I have no vote like this is this is on you. Oh, man. And then, like, because what's interesting about high position, right? Like, never has a minority been this in power before. You have to think, like, okay, Daniel is likely to capitulate. But even if Daniel doesn't, right, I only have a one in four shot mm-hmm. of drawing a rock. Yeah. Right? You, it's like you know that you are in great likelihood of someone from the majority is going to is gonna take that hit for you. Yeah. He, yeah. Which is, I think, I, I mean – I think probably as soon as he heard Daniel say that Daniel wasn't going to go to rocks, I knew like he could, he could say that he was willing to, and it would never get to that point. But yeah, even if he did, it was, it was the perfect position for him to be in. Cause like, you think like normal final six, like in merge situations, someone has immunity, right? So even if you do a three, three deadlock and go the tie, like the, the, the tribe that has immunity, right? Only one person or the, Alliance is immediately one person's at risk while it's we two from the other side. So there's always this weird, like it's you have this big disincentive to go to rocks if you don't have immunity in your alliance because like uh <laughs> we have a higher risk of going home for someone that would it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, as soon yeah, I I, I agree tonight. As soon as Daniel said I'm not gonna rocks, I'm like, well, shoot. Yep. Um I don't was it was it and so I don't know. Any other thoughts about what, what, what went down here? I just have my notes are like, Daniel is just putting his foot in his mouth. Yeah, 100%. Um, that was exactly my, I just wrote like, Daniel is in hot water. <laughs> I don't, I don't see this going well for him in the future. And like, I have to imagine this has been edited down to a nice compressed segment. This was probably was like half and maybe 10, 20, half an hour. Yeah, because I'm always wondering, like, why is it Jenny and Lydia like fighting for themselves more? Yeah, like, why aren't they just like pulling, pulling high side, pulling Dan- Daniel side? Like, you can't do this. You can't let me go home. You need to stick with me. Like, I don't know. Yeah, and um, and hopefully they did do that, and we just didn't mm-hmm. get to see it. But it's, I still, I just like. It was a lot of bad gameplay that we saw this episode. I just keep thinking, like, how, <laughs> like. Daniel could have put himself in such a great position if he mm-hmm. would have a just like flipped mm-hmm. or if I guess if Chanel had not risked her vote and they would have just stuck with mm-hmm. with um, Jenny and Mike. But they he just everyone, the whole compilation of everyone's poor yeah. choices. So, like Lexi, in honor of the Oscars, we should give Razzies to the worst mm-hmm. performances of Survivor 42 episode three. Um, and so I, I want to, I'm going to lay out a couple players. And I want you to, I want you to tell me who wins the Razzie. Uh, okay. And so I think the, the nominations are Marianne for just telling her entire tribe she's an extra vote and then finding an idol publicly and losing her vote in front of them. So everyone knows she has all the things. Yes. Uh, next up, Omar for risking his vote and what's probably going to burn him. Um, when his tribe goes to tribal council, if they do again, because there's only four and no vote when there's, when there's four people left, that's going to be pretty killer. 
Um, even though he might have made the correct decision to risk his bow, it, the consequences are going to be bad. Chanel for telling Omar she was she's she's in a situation needs her vote and then risking it and then leading on leading all these very spins that are going to happen because she has no vote or Daniel for not jumping ship in a, in a nice quiet way and, and voting at Ginny but letting it go to the second deadlock publicly conceding all his cards to high and then basically making his entire alliance or really Mike and Chanel be really upset with them afterwards. Yeah. Who, who gets the Razzie of these nominations? I feel like even though we did see a lot of really bad gameplay, there still to me is a very obvious winner in Daniel. Like mm -hmm. start to finish of the episode, we saw him kind of rubbing tribe mates the wrong way. We saw him really tick Mike off with mm -hmm. the whole losing the idol situation mm -hmm. and just pushing to read it in the first place, throwing Chanel under the bus, not switching his vote. Um, the many things that he said at tribal council that just mm -hmm. like did not put him in a good light. He, I think he's gotta be the winner. Chanel, Chanel would be a close second. Uh, yeah. Cause like Chanel's one bad decision made this timeline happen. Right. Mm -hmm. None of this happens if Chanel doesn't make her decision, but it's just like, I think after the decision, Daniel, Daniel just made so many more bad decisions, so many more damaging ones. Yeah. Right. It's like, cause yeah, Chanel makes a bad decision, lose her vote. She jump, she and Daniel can jump ship, work with, work with high and Lydia vote out Jenny it sucks. But they, like you said, I think there was damage control that should have been had. You know, I'm going to, I will break the tie. I'm going to go for Daniel just because I just, just, watching in horror as he just undid all the work he did in the game. I was like, oh my gosh. I mean, the reason why I'm voting Daniel is because I think he's the next one coming home from this tribe. I think this tribe goes to travel again. He's going out. I could see it. Yeah, I could see it. I don't think anyone's going to be fighting to keep him after this travel. I, I think Lydia and I are probably not going to trust him after all that. They're like, and I think Chanel is going to be going to Mike, going, going to Lydia and I saying, hey, Daniel's a problem. I can't work with him. We shouldn't work with him. And then Mike is going to be too much of a powerhouse for the tribe that challenges unless they think he's an issue because vital. Yeah, which I still think would be, I mean, I think they need to get rid of it before merge. Yeah. No one on that tribe, like they just voted out Mike's closest ally. He's mm -hmm. not, I can't imagine him being super loyal to any of his tribe mates at this point. Yeah. So I don't know why they would let him get to the merge with an idol. It's just like, it was just amazing. It just in one vote, the entire tribe fractured and suddenly high and Lydia are on the top of the totem. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. And I'm not mad about it, honestly. I, I like both of those players. I don't know that they... Well, Lydia's Twitter game is strong. I'll say that oh, much. it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. So you've got Lydia's Twitter game. You've got High's in-game, just like his intuition. I think he's very deserving of being at the mm -hmm. top at this point. So I'm happy to see them there. It's just like, mm -hmm. I don't know if, if they get credit for putting themselves there or if Daniel and Chanel get credit for well, just- I think High certainly played it as best you can as you learn, like everyone's losing their votes. All these things are going in. You don't know about what is happening. Why are there no votes? Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, you think about that too. Like in the moment, he's getting all of this information and having to figure out like how to process it and what to mm -hmm. do with it. So I think you're right. He did, he handled it exactly perfectly. Like, and I was thinking like, you know, one other thing that this is kind of crazy, but um, Chanel could have come back and said, all right, I, have, I might have lost my vote. We need the jump ship. And this is what we go. And, but we need the Maybe what? Okay. Let me return my thoughts. <laughs> I think she could have sold 
to Hi and Lydia that Jenny has an idol and she knows because Omar told her so. Say that Jenny lied about the visits. Like mm-hmm. she like Marianne told Omar, who t- who told me Jenny has an idol. We know for sure we need to split the votes because of that. I think there's a I think you could have like constructed a lie based off of that to maybe help make the split time. I don't know. That was just one of the things working through my head of just crazy out there things that players could have done. Yeah, I think it would have been worth a shot and probably would have given her a better chance at actually splitting the vote than what she did because High couldn't figure out why she would be pushing so hard for a mm-hmm. split vote. So mm-hmm. you're right. That probably, I mean, it, it can't have gone worse for her. So mm-hmm. it, it could potentially have. All right. Yeah, so we've done the Razzies, but now we need to do the Oscars. And so the Oscar nominations for best performance goes to, uh, I'll, uh, I'm trying to think of, <laughs> who, who actually did good things this episode? All right. Well, I'll, Jonathan best for- performance will go to Jonathan for single handedly carrying his entire tribe on the back through the challenge to victory. Uh, um, <laughs> and then next. Go- yes. Next nomination goes to, I think, Roxroy for successfully landing the bags in the platform to make Inca not go to the tribal council. Uh, finally, it goes to High for standing up for Lydia. And not backing down and being able to break or break or tie in his favor despite being in the minority. Yeah. Again, to me, the clear winner has to be high. Like <laughs> the the gameplay, the intuition, the sticking to his guns. Mm-hmm. I think he he had an almost perfect episode. Yeah. Um, well, is there anything about the any, any other nonsense in this episode we didn't cover you want to talk about? <laughs> there was so much nonsense, but I think we hit it all. I do. I think we got it. Well, Snyder's voting for Jonathan, and honestly, like that performance from Jonathan was pretty stunning. When like everyone is everyone's floundering, he's he's dragging Marianne, then he's dragging Omar, then he's dragging the ladder. <laughs> like, oh my! So, God. in a show about obstacle courses, I think he would probably do quite well based on his performance today. I, mean, I know, I know, Jonathan said his goal is to win all the mini challenges, but like he might. <laughs> yeah well yeah there's there might be less competition than unless you get to that that my fan my favorite challenge where it's like use your feet to put blocks up on a little pedestal and then put the flag in the middle and just like why (laughs) Um, because it's fun to watch steven that's why lexi predictions what's going to happen next episode well who's in danger who's in danger on each of the tribes yeah okay so daniel for sure um, mm-hmm. I would say Daniel and Mike. Um, I Daniel made a lot of people mad this uh, episode, but I think if they're smart, they'll vote off Mike. Yeah, he's like physically strong, but um, I think the idol might be a problem for them mm-hmm. moving forward. Um, sorry. Yeah, go for it. Taku, it's got to be Marianne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't, I don't know that she's going to, I mean, based on just because everyone else seems to gel so well, mm-hmm. and people have already kind of mentioned being a little bit, well, I guess just Lindsay mentioned being mm-hmm. a little bit annoyed by her. Jonathan seems to really like Marianne, so maybe actually she'll be okay. Because mm-hmm. um, we have 14 players left. We, we merge at 12, so we have two more vote outs, right? Yeah, I think so. If we're like last season. Yeah. On Ika, I think it's Roxroy. And part of me thinks that because of the... Um, the preview for next week's episode. But also I think we saw in episode one, I did not expect this from Roxroy. His like pre-game interviews and things made him seem like he was pretty chill. He seemed like pretty level-headed. 
Um, and then he came out swinging with just like, he was very assertive, very like my way or the highway. Um, and it seems like that just continues and is rubbing people the wrong way. So I think if they, if they did go to tribal, he might be in a little bit of trouble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you a lot there. I think I know, we saw a little like Romeo talking about Rockstar in the preview. We saw Marianne and Grant Jonathan and we see all the fallout with Daniel. So I'm, I'm excited to see what nonsense goes down next episode. Uh, but I don't know if it can top this. This is like, <laughs> this is so many bad things happening all at once. Yeah, it was wild. I did not expect it. And I'm sad because I think the outcome was we saw a, a really strong player go home much earlier than she should have. But mm-hmm. it was a, I, it was an entertaining episode. I feel a little gutted for Jenny still. It's just, it's just like, oh, oh, wow. It's it's again, like we mentioned, Sari going home with no votes cast against her. Like, oh, no, this shouldn't yeah. have happened in any normal world. Yeah, it's just not fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Lexi, thank you so much for stopping by to talk about Survivor, both Survivor BC and Survivor 42 today, yeah. uh, especially so, so late in the evening. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Um, so again, Snyder, Kirk, everyone else, thank you for stopping by and listening. Um, there will be more um, recaps following next week's episode of season 42. And then um, if you are interested in Survivor British Columbia, which we both played on, uh, they are currently, I think, at the final seven. Uh, for this season so check them out on youtube and it is it is a fun season though uh spoilers lexi and i are not the stars of the show so is it that good of a season i know right (laughs) just stick with survivor survivor you'll be fine (laughs) (laughs) all right thank you everyone tuning in and have a good rest of your night